Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which as always is for entertainment purposes only. So hi, everybody. It's been a minute. I've been trying real hard to get lovely little Tori, the bingo caller, on my podcast, and we finally managed to hook up. So I just want to say real quick, welcome, Tori, the bingo caller. Hey, welcome to me. Oh, I feel so blessed. Thank you, Miss Shari. Thank you for having me. I am so glad we finally got this together with our, our little crazy schedules going on. But uh, <laughs> Yes, it's but been a minute. But it's been a minute, here. but we did it. So to get started, I want to ask you uh, what I tend to ask most people, which is, how did you get started in bingo? How did I get started in bingo? Well, I started in bingo with my mom. My mom used to go play bingo back in the day at one of the OG original bingo spots called Buckingham Heights Bingo in, in Los Angeles on Slauson. You know, you ever heard of that? That's one? my favorite place. That's the one that yeah, was right across. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So you know all about Buckingham Heights Bingo. So. Absolutely. So I was so, so excited because my mom used to go play bingo. And before I was able to legally go play bingo, I would always want to know, well, mom, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? You're staying there all night. You know, what's going on (laughs) about bingo? Because, you know, you just think bingo, you know, in school, you know, five numbers, yell bingo. But she used to come home with all this money. And my mom, being a single parent at the time, putting me through Catholic school, bingo helped to subsidize, you know, an income and I know that sounds crazy because it's it's you know it's gambling but my mom was very lucky so um once I got of age and I could actually go and play bingo she took me to bingo with her one night Mm -hmm. and I have to share this story because this is why I'm so addicted we were playing pull tabs and back then and uh back in the day they were 50 center tabs and 50 cent tabs they didn't have all the whole numbers it was just you were trying to win the big pot which was like 250 bucks was the highest payout on the pull tab back then so i actually had bought some pull tabs and when the man came back around i was so excited because i thought i knew what i was doing and i thought i had three dollars and fifty cents shari and pull tab playbacks come to find out my mom looked over there she said wait a minute she said let me see that tab because i put the 250 one not knowing it's i thought it was two dollars and fifty cents it was two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> okay so i had one the big one she said girl she said no it's not two dollars and fifty cents this is two hundred and fifty dollars so there it is miss Shari. that's how i started and that's how so. bingo addicts are made <laughs> Yes, you get that first win and you're coming back. You know, absolutely. That's how all of us get suckered in. That's hilarious. So that's cool to hear. Now, you've been playing bingo for a while, but how did you transition into becoming a bingo caller? Well, how I transitioned into becoming a bingo caller, I actually started doing some work with the Meals on Wheels program. If I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but nope. they had a bingo hall, uh, which is still around today. Meals on Wheels program is a program that helps provide um, food for 
like um, seniors that are sheltered in, they can't uh, get around, that are immobile. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they bring like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner maybe two to three times a week. So there was a bingo program that I was supporting, um, and I found out that they had a position open to volunteer. And back then, you volunteer, you would make tips, and then you'd also get to play for free. So exactly. I said, oh, nice. I, I work for bingo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how I got into that. And one time um, there was a caller that was out and I told the manager at that time, I said, I would love to learn how to call. And I said, I think I, I would do great. And he said, okay. He said, well, why don't you come in on Saturday? He said, when it's kind of slower because it's a matinee program, he says, and sit with me and I'll let you call a few games. And once he put me up there after the second game, he left the stage. He said, you got it. You're a national star. Well, isn't that, and I do think some people are, are more natural than others, and you definitely seem to have a talent. But nonetheless, there is a lot of harassment that goes with being a bingo caller. And I know part of that for you comes from me. So <laughs> how do you handle it? How do you deal with people? I mean, do you realize that they're just doing it in good fun? Or do you think that sometimes these people are re- really serious? Or how do you handle all the, the, the feedback you get from people? Well, to be honest with you, I... I'm not a thin-skinned person. I tell people that I, I do have emotions. Um, but I try to understand because, like, I tell people all the time, I'm a player first. And I know how it is sometimes when you're down there and you're on and on and on and that caller's not calling your numbers. I get frustrated, too. We're all human. I know that this is just kind of the bingo kind of etiquette, so to say, mm-hmm. is when a caller's not calling, you give them kind of a hard time so that hopefully they will call your number. <laughs> or you form a, a loving relationship with like you and I, you probably hate me sometimes up there on the caller stand, but you love me, you know, exactly. So, and, and I get that. So I don't get offended. Sometimes I will, and I have to be honest because I'm human. Um, when people are a little bit too aggressive and they're too nasty and making too many type of negative comments, then I would have my manager or someone to address it because then that becomes uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. It also becomes uncomfortable for others that are in the audience that are good supporters or that are just there to play bingo and don't care to hear all of the ranting and raving because your numbers aren't coming out. Bingo is a luck of the draw. You know, I don't have any control. I'm just up there calling those numbers and hoping to see a smiling face sooner or later say bingo. Yeah, it, it is amazing. It really is the luck of the draw. But it just seems like some people, like your mother, are luckier than other people. Uh, right now, I'm not having a lucky streak, so that's funny. But I, I, I do want to tell you a little story myself, okay? Sure. So, Tori, how long have you been at Buckingham? Not Buckingham. How long have you been at Bosco Tech now? I have been at Bosco Tech now for about a year and a half. I started there in February of 2022. Okay, so I remember when you started. We were still, in, at the time, we, and Bosco Tech still has people in cars, but at that time, a lot of people were in the cars, and I was sitting in the car, and you guys started. And you were new, and we were all used to Paul. And I will tell you right now, there was still a little uh, backlash for you. Yeah. Not bad. Just yeah. because you're new, and people don't like things that are new, and there were some things like you didn't know. Like I think the first thing being that, I don't know if Paul had told you about the double action, that they do the, the reverse numbers as well as the regular number and stuff. So it was a little bit of a learning curve for you in the beginning, which would be for anybody, and, and for reference sake, you picked up really quickly. But I got to tell oh, you, what, you what I noticed, and I was really impressed by, 
was that you didn't let people bother you. You know, people would say something and you were just like, you know, I'm doing this and I, and give me a second, I'm getting it. And I was really impressed how you kept your cool because I would have been like, listen, <laughs> shit. Uh, no, you were really, really good. And again, you picked right. up on these little things, which why would you know this stuff, you know, if Paul hadn't told right. you or whatever in and, and, and a new area. But you really did. You did an amazing job of controlling the audience um, keeping your cool, and I and I always remember that that you did such a lovely job of doing that. But so, how did you make it to Bosco Check in the first place? Well, to be honest, let me go back and address. I was I kept my cool, but trust me, I was probably boiling inside. And I think <laughs> some of those nights, I even mentioned that you know I've been doing this now for more than twenty years. I know I look young, mm-hmm. but I know what I'm doing. And right. then some of the people in the crowd would laugh and they would clap and say, you tell them, girl. So that would be kind of like my my way of kind of like getting back. <laughs> like no, you that, did a good job. You did. Yes, you right. did. Just hang in there with me mm-hmm. and you'll find out, you know, that mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing up here and mm-hmm. I won't lead y'all wrong. Yeah. Well, how I came to Bosco Tech, um, I previously, um, like I said, I've worked in this industry uh, for quite a while now. I was working at um, St. John Bosco in mm-hmm. Bellflower mm-hmm. before I came to Bosco Tech. And um, a friend of mine, actually, once I uh, left Bosco, came over to another place where Paul was hosting bingo or whatever. And he had recently visited uh, St. John Bosco for our holiday event or New Year's event. So he had heard me call. And just so happened, my girlfriend saw him at another bingo hall and said, hey, you know, my other friend, Tori, she's looking for a new hall to call at. And he says, oh, yeah. He says, I, I just actually played at that hall and said, to her, do you mind asking her if it's okay to give, you know, my number, exchange numbers? And from there, we talked, and he brought me in one weekend to see the the program and how it ran, because I, too, had came to Bosco Tech one time for the drive-in bingo during COVID. Um, and it, it, it was a little bit different, because we had to have clipboards. It was, you know, it was a little awkward. <laughs> yes. So I was like, I'm never coming back to this place. It was hard for us <laughs> to get pull tabs, and, you know, I've been hooked on pull tabs now since uh, over 30 years so mm-hmm. I'm my age but I'm still young so anywho I was like I'm never coming back to this place I can't get anything you know can't win you know how can I win bingo on my car it's dark down here yeah. you know the lights you know it was it was I was just I'm never coming back here had a bad time my girlfriend's car um wouldn't start we had a hard time <laughs> getting her her battery jump I mean oh my gosh had, it was the worst but nevertheless somehow or another the universe found it fit for me to come back to Bosco Tech, and now that's my family, and I love it there. <laughs> you know, I wonder, too, you you and Paul seem to have a really good chemistry. Was that natural, or did you guys have to work at it, or are you faking it? No, um, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's actually it's natural. Paul is a great manager. Um, he's very easygoing. Um, he doesn't really give you any kind of... Um, like per se instructions as being his bingo caller so like when I get up there and I say things or you know like I've started this whole new trend when I say Bosco you say tech Bosco tech that's something that I just did naturally just just from engaging with the crowd when I you know make a little joke or say something about you know choo choo or we missed you that's Mm -hmm. all come from me naturally and I think that it's 
made Paul feel good that I've now become more comfortable because in the beginning, like you said, there was some backlash. There was, you know, some things that people didn't like. Oh, she's calling too fast, Paul. She's doing this. She's doing that. And I would hear these things. Some Mm -hmm. of these conversations were even being said if, if I wasn't standing right there and I remained professional at all times and just said it with a smile and said, I hope, you know, you give me another chance or you come back and I hope to get you some bingos. And then I earned the respect of a lot of people. So, I think with that being said, um, that is how Paul and I kind of operate. I pretty much in any industry and in any bingo hall that I've worked at, I've had pretty much a good relationship mm-hmm. um, with most of the managers. You know, I'm always trying to bring new and innovative ideas to where I'm at because, you know, bingo has evolved. So we don't want to play those same old games. And what I like about Paul is he does have a listening ear. He may not do it right then and there, but then I'll see sometimes when we go through a new program or something, oh, okay, he threw this in here. So he did listen. So I think that is how we look so good together, working together mm-hmm. with um, with the bingo crowd. You know, um, he knows that when he's out there and I'm up on that stage, he doesn't have to flinch. He doesn't have to look back. He knows that I can take care of that. And if I something that I can't take care of, I'll get him to the stage. And if I don't need him, I'll say cancel. So pretty much it's just like, you know, he's there and he's able to do what he's really it, what he really is called a manager. He's able to manage it, you know, yeah. and not have to be up there and be a caller because it takes a lot to manage a bingo hall. Oh, my God. He's you. always moving. So I'm sure he absolutely must appreciate the fact that he's got you to lean on. Oh, yes, absolutely. And one of the other things that you do is you always say uh, you're number one whenever the number one comes up. And I know recently you told me the story about that. And I'm hoping if you wouldn't mind, if it's not too personal, if you would tell me the story, tell us the story about how that came about. Absolutely. I would love to. Um, Yes. If you've ever sat at any of my bingo sessions or you listen to me on live, you'll hear when I call the number B1, your number one. Well, my father, uh, Mr. Ernest Page Sr., he is now deceased. Um, I am his oldest child. And every time he would call me, he would say, hey, my number one, how are you today? Mm-hmm. You know, you're my number one. Mm-hmm. And so when I see that number, it's just kind of like a reminder to me um, that he's saying hello, that I'm still his number one. It's just a spiritual thing for me. And I've always done that. Even when I'm playing bingo, like if I'm on for it, I'm like, come on, dad, come on through. Or when I get the one horse, I say, I know I'm going to win. It's like uh-huh. my dad saying hi to me or good luck, sunshine, mm-hmm. you know, something of that nature. So that is why I say that. And I call all of my bingo players and tell them now you're number one so yeah well it sticks with me now I told you no matter where I am I don't care if I'm at the bingo club I don't care if I'm at I don't care where I am no matter what when B1 comes up in my head I'm always going you're number one so (laughs) it's a thing now yes I'm sure I'm not alone yeah oh my god That I needed in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Vegas. That was too crazy. But (laughs) anyway. So I was going to say, now, what do you think is the best thing about being a bingo caller? I think, honestly, the best thing about being a bingo caller are the people that you get to come and see every week or how often you are playing bingo with these people. Because I feel like I'm up there playing bingo with you guys. Mm -hmm. And I just can't wait to see the smiling face and putting a smile on someone's face when they yell bingo. That's the most rewarding part to me. 
Yeah, I, I would think so too. That's got to feel good, especially yeah. I would think if you know somebody, maybe they're having a hard time as it is and you know that they could use the money and you see that they get the bingo. I think that that's got to be a good feeling. Oh, absolutely. You don't know how many people tell me uh, stories um, or not stories, but they'll share with me their personal um, dilemmas that they're experiencing right now or, you know, and a lot of them, you know, that share this with me, they do it in confidence, you know, and and I I take that as an honor because a lot of them that do talk to me, these are seniors, these are people that are like that I look to as you know, um, pillars, mm-hmm. you know, in the bingo community that have been doing this for a while, seniors, and this is all that they have. And because bingo has evolved, bingo is more expensive than what it used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. But they still want to keep going. They still want to keep in the race. They still want to keep in the game. And I admire them for that. So when they tell me, hey, Tori, I need to win to go get me a new set of dentures or or I need to get this medication or I need to send a big, nice gift to my grandchild. You know, that's the type of stuff that touches my heart. And I'm really hoping and praying that I can pull out that bingo for them. And most times I do. And I don't know what it is. It's just a it's just a connection that you form with people that you see every week and you just become a family and you want to see your family happy. So. Yeah, Yeah. that's nice. But on the flip side of that, then, what's the worst thing about being a bingo caller? Mm. (laughs) The the worst thing I I can honestly say, the worst thing about being a bingo caller is when you're in an environment that is hostile. If you don't have the support of management, Mm. if you're working with team members who are not contributing to the overall goal, um, that there can be the worst part. Because as a bingo caller, everyone is looking at you. Mm -hmm. You are the navigation of this whole operation that is going on up there, believe it or not. Yes, the manager plays a big part, but the person that is up on that caller stand is in control of what is going on in that room. Right. And therefore, you need to have partners because you cannot control and see everything on the floor. So even though my eyes are open and my ears are open as well, and I got the walkie talkies, you know, and stuff like that, because we got, you know, the extra uh, outside parking. So I have to really be alert more so at Bosco Tech than I've ever had to be at any other bingo hall because of the the Zoom and because Mm -hmm. of the extra added room. So I really have to be on my A game with that. And with that, you need a good solid team. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. You've got to deal with that Zoom. Does that make it really uh, a lot more difficult? Because it, it seems like, like you said, that would be make an ex- extra little, you know, detail that you have to pay attention to. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Zoom is very um, sensitive uh, as far as it picks up everything, sounds. Um, I know that a few times um, during this past big event that we had for our summer shakeup, mm-hmm. we had a lot of people over in our overflow room, a.k.a. the multi-purpose uh, room over there in NPR is what we call it. Right. Um, and they were saying that they heard me chewing and talking. So you have to, I mean, they were saying some pretty harsh things over there. And I said to, to, to the representative that was working over there, I won't say her name in here because I know she wants to be put out there. But I said, 
are those the ones who haven't won yet? Has anyone <laughs> won over there? I keep saying thank you to the last winner or congratulations to the last winner of the NPR or any of these people. She just laughed. Oh, she that's says, so I tried to tell them she's human. I said, but I don't hear myself doing these things that they're saying, but apparently it picks up any and everything. So I would say yes. Um, <laughs> Working with the Zoom has been a challenge, but I I think I've mastered it um, to the point to where I know how to hold the microphone or put it on mute if right. I need to have a quick conversation. And, and mind you, these are conversations that I'm having with Paul right. that they're hearing and that they don't want to hear or, you know, or they don't want me to make the extra um as we call it, infomercials. Some people say mm-hmm. I talk too much, but I like to be informative, you know, right. because I've been at some bingo halls and you don't know what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. I like to be prepared, especially if it's not on our program. And sometimes our program is not always correct, mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes people just want to be prepared because there's those people there that have about 20 or 30 tabs. And so I roll right into the next game most of the time. So I need those people to be ready so that we can roll into the game and they're not yelling at me. Ah, stop, stop. Yeah. You know, so that's why I try to do that. You yeah. Know? I think you do a really good job about that, but, uh... Thank you so much. It's a lot going on. So to keep it all going smoothly is absolutely a talent. And I think you do a great job, Um, you know, except for calling the numbers that I need. But that's, you know, (laughs) we're not going to go there. But you're you're a good caller and I enjoy playing with you calling. But here's the question then. You play at other places, too. I've seen you. So who's your favorite caller other than yourself? (laughs) My favorite caller other than myself, and you'll believe it or not, um, is at 40 Martyrs and, and her name is Lisa Mm -hmm. and, uh, Lisa right now, um, I haven't been to forties, um, since I've been on vacation and stuff. Uh, she was out ill, Mm -hmm. but Lisa was my favorite and most loving caller that I have ever experienced. I also have an all-time favorite, but he is deceased. Um, His name is Bill, Mm -hmm. and he used to uh, work over at my old place of employment, which was at St. John Bosco. Mm -hmm. And old man Bill, let me tell you, he would call me an 11.99 tab. They had a nickname for me, Ms. Shari. Uh And my nickname back then was Every week, because <laughs> he would he would call me an eleven ninety nine tab. Wow! Every week, I don't care if I came in there at six o'clock when they first started, or if I came in there at nine o'clock and just played that last session. I was gonna win an eleven ninety nine. I was just—I've always been a lucky, lucky girl. Well, he'd be my favorite to caller window. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was my favorite caller, but to. To bring it up to speed to today, I would have to give it up to my boy Rags. Rags is definitely one of my favorite callers over at 40 Martyrs next to JD. I have to go down there. That's that's my next thing on my little bucket list here because I, I have not been to 40 Martyrs yet. And, and I've just heard way too much about it not to finally go down there. So hopefully in the next oh, couple definitely. of weeks. Yeah. Yes, let me know. I'll join you. Okay, okay. That's, <laughs> yes. that's a date. We will definitely do that. So That is definitely a house full of tabs. You're going to be like a kid in a candy shop. That's why I love it there. So Yeah, I, I have heard that it's, it's tab central and stuff. Tab so, central, yeah, yes. Looking to go there. So now that we've chatted about a few things, I just wanted to ask, is there anything that you'd like people to know that we haven't talked about? 
Yes, I want to say that the bingo community, we are awesome, we're amazing, and together we are stronger, and I look forward to us continuing to evolve and continuing to meet new people from all around the world and just coming together and having a great time and yelling bingo. <laughs> That's perfect. I could not agree with you more. And I really appreciate all the joy that you put out there for the bingo community. And I look forward to playing it with you tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Can't <laughs> wait to see you. Okay. So, Tori, again, thank you so much for coming and chatting. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be here on The Broke Bingo Addict. And thank you for having me, Broke Bingo Addict. And it was a pleasure. And I look forward to hearing me and all my answers and hoping that I did awesome. You did awesome. So it'll be out <laughs> soon. All right, kiddo. You take care. All right. Tori definitely did an awesome job. And I want to thank her again for coming on the show. And I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll come back for our next episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. In the meantime, take care. Thanks. It's not a game, it's a red stick.